Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. F. Scott Bennett and Patrick Berge back. We got the round table going on. Uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, interesting stuff. We're talking about Russia and some other things. Uh, maybe we'll talk about uh, Tori and how uh, people were basically finding out that she's a baddie. So uh, that's finally after, you know, you've talked about it for quite some time, Patrick. Uh, so, gentlemen, thank you for coming in. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So, Patrick, uh, or Scott, let's start with you. You had a very interesting uh, show that basically the Russians uh, contacted you at four in the morning uh, after a drone strike that uh, that failed pretty much uh, in hitting them. Uh, there was a, a little clip that you're going to share with us in a second where they basically had, it sounded like to me, someone in a airborne command center basically sending out code. Uh, the Russians had intercepted that and had shared it with you, and you did a little background uh, stuff that you're you're quite uh, capable of doing. And uh, it sounds like the, the Americans are involved. And you, you got to... What what can you? How could Ukraine do something like that? You know, I think that whatever airborne platforms they have up there right now are probably guiding that stuff in, uh, and are maybe jamming for them and all kind of crazy stuff. That is really making us look bad. What what, what are your thoughts, Scott? Well, it's uh, also an act of war. It's also a crime against humanity. It's an act of terrorism if you are attacking civilian targets and that's what this drone attack was it was an attack upon apartment complexes eight were sent six were shot down two got through and they crashed into civilian apartment complexes where children's playgrounds were beneath so if this code broadcast which sounded like an emergency service code it, it's i wrote the whole code down and it's uh we'll play the little clip but this is real bad because if uh, it comes back right and squarely and identifies the United States uh, either launch, you know, facilitated the attack and launched this code to announce it, or Ukraine uh, launched the attack with the full weaponry and guidance systems of the United States, and the United States then confirmed that it had been launched, or uh, the United States was sending this code out after it uh, discovered this launch in preparation for Russian countermeasures. <clears throat> Either way, if the U.S. is implicated in this, it's very bad. Of course, uh, you know, it's another impeachable crime against Biden. But uh, we, we see the Democrat Biden lunatics doubling down. They're trying to provoke a conflict with Russia. They're, I uh, When they identified this code as fishhook, Operation Fishhook, instantly I thought, okay, here's the PSYOP. You're trying to lure the Russians into taking a provocative action against uh, Kiev and then launching perhaps a Zaporozhia nuclear event and blaming it on Russia. You're doing a fishhook. Operation Fishhook is identified in this code. And it reminds me, again, I had a conversation with uh, some people earlier, Alex Jones and others. This is very similar to what the British did against the Germans when the British started bombing civilian targets in Germany so that the Germans would shift away from military targets, manufacturing targets, and bomb the city of London and other civilian targets in Britain. And this sounds uh, very, very similar. This is an attempt to provoke the Russians 
into an action. Uh, and it's just almost comically and hypocritically ironic because you're crashing buildings into airplanes and then you're not calling it a terrorist attack and you're not you're you're saying Russia shouldn't amplify its counterstrike. Well, it seems not too long ago that airplanes crashed into our buildings and we said we had a right to go around the world and destroy every nation and the war on terror. So it's it's uh, it was quite comical, but uh, that's a very significant story, and uh, I can play the clip. And the other story that was interesting that we may want to touch upon are the shoulder, uh, the shoulder missiles that the Mexican cartels are acquiring. I've I've heard some broadcasts in Spanish. They're buying these uh, weapons, probably came coming out of the black market from Ukraine. These shoulder pad missiles for twenty thousand dollars a pop. Why would we be purchasing these? Well, if I was in charge of the cartel and wanted to invade America, uh, those are good weapons to do it. Those are also good weapons to blackmail and hold hostage the civilian authorities of towns and such that you want to remain in your grip and your control and remain quiet by saying, if you do anything, uh, we're going to use these missiles to blow up your town hall, to blow up your own house, to blow up your sheriff's office, because the Americans don't have those missiles, but now the cartel does. So... This is uh, seemingly in preparation for what Doug, Doug McGregor was talking about, too, the potential flashpoint between Mexico, the United States, and China all along the southern border. So these these uh, shoulder-grab missiles uh, seem to be part of that inevitability. Yeah, that's a good point. I had um, a show just recently with Alpha Warrior, and he was telling me how the drug cartels basically are hiring, you know, very— very capable people like, you know, former military special forces guys and so forth because they can pay top dollar. So they're basically hiring these people and they have uh, like they're totally decked out with like body armor that's like super high tech helmets and all kind of stuff. And um, like shoulder uh, devices that uh, send up a signal to block drones from tracking them. They're really super high tech. And you know, that's that's the latest that I've heard. That's very good, Scott. Thanks. So, Patrick, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? What are you, what are you seeing on that? Fucking contractors. <laughs> I know, right? Damn it. <laughs> At least they didn't go with lowest bidders like we do. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, it's all about that bigger boat, you know, uh, and uh, 20, 30 pounds more of uh, tack than you actually need. <laughs> but uh, how did they spell fish hook? Was that P-H-I-S-H? <laughs> Knew I'd get a laugh out of Scott for that one. Um, you know, I've only been able to take like a really a tertiary look at what uh, Scott was talking about, but I can tell you this much. Um, when I was in um, uh, San Francisco with Scott and we were driving up to, to Twitter HQ, Scott was telling me about his, you know, how the, the U.S. had just taken out the pipeline and Russia and everything. And I'm like, fucking Scott, man, come on. You got to. Come on, man. There's no evidence of that, right? And then, like, a couple weeks later, I'm texting him, okay, my bad. <laughs> Coming out like, okay, there's the evidence. Oh, you're right. I'm going to, you know, um, uh, my intelligence background says always be wary of any intelligence, especially if it's coming from a quote-unquote adversary, although they have, I love their bor their borscht so much, it's really hard to say that they're my enemy, right? Uh, <laughs> the government kind of has issues, but I don't have issues with the people. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Scott, when he gets onto something like this, 
I'm I'm very weary of just saying no. That's impossible after a few incidents like this. But you no, know, it does sound like uh, a psyop for sure, and uh, it's a big problem. It is, it is an act of war. He's not wrong there, uh, and it it's not something. You know, we elect our officials to represent us. We live in a representative, you know, democracy. But uh, this is, it doesn't seem to me like any of this is representative of even a fraction of our country. It's representative of the military-industrial complex, greed, um, uh, sociopathic behaviors, uh, uh, but it's not representative of Americans. Not me, not this one. No. That's my take on that, Mr. Mike. Very good. Scott, do you have that uh, clip? That'll, that'll yeah, get Patrick on board a little it. bit more. I'll play it right now. Here we go. Actually, let's see. I've got a better one. Hold on. Let me bring up this better one. And I can explain the Asian porn. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, man, you see some of those, those Chinese parades, the Chinese military parades, man. Some of those Chinese women soldiers are looking pretty smoking. Hey, you live five years in Southeast Asia. Uh, and you catch what they call yellow fever. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, 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 cure for it. You can't get the, you can't get the jab. <laughs> there's some antibiotics you might end up needing to take. So it looks like you're playing uh, President Biden at the uh, basically the midshipmen and the Air Force Academy. Yeah, that's, that's that was, we just saw where he fell on that one. Another that was fall. yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty uh, sadly funny and and uh, many oh, right. Oh, upstairs twice to uh, fuck gravity on that one. <laughs> you could tell I'm not a a papriki techie. He could probably oh, yeah. and there would be adult Asian porn popping up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm trying to. Play it now. Oh wait, here I got it. There was a caveated adult there. <laughs> That's what behind the motivation of terrorism. Now there was also a code that was a broadcast that is very suspicious, and this code was an American voice operator that was uh, speaking uh, in letters in a military vernacular that uh, seemed to be an emergency broadcast system or some sort of other uh, military code to be deciphered uh, by State Department embassies or other military officials. And if this message was directly related to this drone strike, it's very damning because it indicates the United States was either a direct participant in the participation or the planning or the orchestration of this in some way, or the United States was given forewarning knowledge by the Ukrainians as they launched the strike, or the British. This is this is something that could have been done by the British as well. They're very well trained. Remember, they they uh, 
blew up the Crimean Bridge. The British had been planning that for a long time. Um, so this code that was broadcast is very suspicious and has to be researched to determine if it has direct bearing on the uh, terrorist strike. If it was a code that was warning American military and NATO officials of a potential uh, Russian counterstrike, or if this code was meant to perhaps send the Russians into an increased state of nervousness, thinking additional strikes, additional attacks were coming. That's all yet to be researched and investigated by Russia's cryptology and signals intelligence corps. So I can hear it in the background, Scott, but it's not, it's not, you can barely hear it. Let me, uh, okay, let me make sure this is, uh, this is done right. There we go. But that was a good point by the, about the British, though. We'll, we can talk about that when this, uh, hopefully this makes it. All right, this should. I could list off three others. Then it. So we 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 won't need to play any more of that. Essentially, you get the message. This is a repeating message. Uh, you know, obviously, the military proportion an American voice. It's not a, a, a foreign voice. Right. So we'll see how this develops. But uh, it it doesn't look good in in any level that this may be associated with the with the Ukraine attacks. And I I'd say this too: the Democrats and the leftists are not about the constitution of the country. They're about power and they're using the military as a uh, a crowbar to try and open the pandora's box of conflict with russia and every officer ought to immediately cease and desist from unlawful orders because if there's any military engagement against russia and participating against russia this is an act of war uh that congress didn't authorize mm -hmm. the military is off the chain besides being wrapped in rainbow flags and everything else we're seeing uh, a, a very dangerous scenario begin to develop, uh, but if, but you know, of course, it's because the the leftist Democrats are, I think, desperate to trigger a war to hide, and I think they're going to try and trigger it in order to. I've said it before; I'll say it again: 
move Gavin Newsom into Kamala Harris's position, remove Kamala Harris either by death or some appointment, and then move Gavin Newsom into the stumbling, bumbling, falling Joe Biden's position as he falls out either by a assassination or, or some other event, and Gavin Newsom slips in and they use a uh, nuclear war situation uh, with China, Russia, or both, or the Mexican cartels, or all of the above, to solidify solidify power, suspend the elections, and engage in the 1984 beef for vendetta Democrat dream of a police state, uh, you know, with rainbow flags flying above the red, white, and blue everywhere you see. Yeah. That sounds, uh, sounds, like, that sounds like what they're trying to do. So the UK basically, you know, uh, like you talked about, you know, attacking Crimea, uh, attacking that bridge, the special forces group probably doing that. Um, and then they, uh, they sent us, uh, UK sent over their, uh, their Ukraine, the uranium munitions, uh, and that was blown up by Russia. All of that, uh, is basically going to seep back over Ukraine after they blew that up. Cause I remember. Uh, a lot of guys were talking about how they handled those munitions, those those tank rounds, and it never was a problem. They were sealed. That's why. Uh, but once you fire that and that hardened Ukraine uranium, uh, you know, hits a tank, it basically punches a nice big hole and blows that tank up. Uh, they used to use lead. Uh, now the uranium, hardened uranium, uh, depleted uranium actually works a lot better. So they just blew up those those munitions that had that. Russia warned them that don't bring those in, uh, or we'll see that as an act, uh, and we're, we're moving towards nuclear war. They say it almost every day now. We're moving towards nuclear war. So we look back in time, and we see where New York had that, that nuclear event, you know, that could be happening. If a nuclear event happens, uh, then stay in place and, you know, cover your windows or whatever, take a shower, uh, everything will be, be okay. Just wait for people to come and tell you what to do. So. Yeah, you've already been through it with the COVID-19 shutdown, so we're just going to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. So we know we have all those munitions that uh, went missing, uh, you know, over a week ago. Uh, what What's happening with all, with all that munitions? I, I'm talking about the uh, ammonium nitrate, 60,000 pounds of it, 2,700 pounds, like, blew the hell out of Beirut. So now we have 60,000 pounds, like, just out there somewhere. It's like, well, where is it, guys? You got to find it? You got any leads? We'd like to know. Uh, silence, you know, so, you know, why not use that as a false flag, blow the hell out of New York or, or wherever, or maybe multiple, uh, you know, cities around the U.S. and, and claim it's uh, a nuclear attack by Russia and then just well, kick it all off. What what I think they're going to do, actually, uh, Mike, is blame white heterosexual Christian Trump supporting Republicans who are the new domestic enemy, the new domestic terrorist threat, which Joe Biden said from the pulpit of one of the universities right. that he gave a speech at. They are ramping up this rhetoric, this uh, psyop, that the new the domestic terrorism, the greatest threat to America, is the white Anglo-Saxon heterosexual Trump-supporting conservative uh, white male. That is their new domestic terrorist mantra. It's not Osama bin Laden in a turban or men in man's dresses who don't know how to use toilet paper. It's now... The white Anglo-Saxon Christian Republican is the new domestic terrorist threat. So I anticipate they're going to do false flags and blaming that on, quote, right-wing Republicans as political psyop. And I also think they're going to unfold another pandemic. Fox News was saying that today, 
be prepared. There could be another pandemic just right around the corner. And in fact, they were stating it affirmatively like it's coming. The CDC, there's going to be another pandemic. So it's They're going to launch it in October, November of this year to maximize the death of people who naturally die during the winter from uh, uh, flus and such. And then when January, February kicks in, this new pandemic is going, they're going to just put the record uh, player needle back on the same record they played before. Lockdown, shutdown, nobody leave. There's a new pandemic. Oh, and the election is in November, but we'll see how that goes with paper ballots and all the rest of that. And then they may do a, a nuclear event close to the election to kind of uh, uh, su suspend everything. So we're in for some choppy waters. People need to begin to remove themselves from the jurisdiction or the authority that they have always traditionally recognized the government of Washington, D.C. and the federal agencies is happening, ha having. The ATF, the FBI, these law enforcement, and the, and the Washington, D.C. federal government needs to be looked increasingly like unlawful orders. We all know in the military, you don't follow unlawful orders. And from uh, these orders and these actions are being done by crazy people. Lindsey Graham is one of them. Biden is the king of them, the king of the idiots. And all of their minions at the ATF, the FBI, who are not giving information to Congress, not handing over the paperwork, they are committing treason. And I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution against domestic terrorists, domestic traitors, domestic enemies. And that's how we need to increasingly view them so that we are, uh, we are emotionally and psychically detached from any... Uh, claims of authority and orders that they may try and give people in the future. And you know that better than anyone with kind of your psychic background. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Patrick, let's give you a little, uh, say, what do you, what do you have to say in this little conversation? Well, well you know, I, um, uh, uh, I, I don't think there's a, a high tolerance for them to try to pull out, from a tactical perspective, another like medical related shutdown. I don't know how well they'd even be able to get away with that now. But we all know Wag the Dog is the way to go uh, when you are at a loss of any type of uh, intellectual argument. <laughs> right? So um, all of the things that Scott mentioned there. Those, you know, I, I would be sitting here if I said, no, those are impossible. Uh, uh, a year from now going, wow, okay, I look stupid. But I think it's, you know, uh, I think it's it's going to be, they, like, you know, the argument I've, I've always made is their command and control over the uh, narrative, over the uh, uh, communication battle space, right? When you go into a country, when we went into Iraq uh, the first time, first thing we did is we took out their communications or took control of their communications where we didn't want to take them out so we could get our message to them, whatever that message might be. Um, our adversaries, both within our country, within our government, and uh, foreign actors um, have a tremendous command and control over uh, us almost on a psychic level, right? Um, when you consider the capabilities of social media, the 
um, neural networks uh, that connect us all, almost like a brain, almost like an intelligence. Um, a lot of people like to push that further than what I'm prepared to go to take it uh, with where we are now, where we might go into the future when it comes to the capabilities of these technologies, right? Um, but certainly it's a threat. Uh, and as long as they control the command and control, as long as they have that control of the mainstream media, our, you know, social media, then they're going to be able to get away with whatever they want, right? So it, that seems to me to be something that should be a top priority for anyone that's looking to tactically come up with a plan to actually be able to defeat the the evil doers that are trying to, you know, destroy us, uh, our country from within, mm. right? So, excellent. So that yeah, that destruction of uh, within that we're we're all we've been pointing out for uh, several years now uh, seems to be uh, you know getting to a very very fevered pitch right now. Uh, we we've seen some people that that have come into our space, and I, and I talk about our space, the the truther movement, and so forth, that seem to have integrated, infiltrated, and uh, and started to cause problems. Now you you've talked, Patrick, you talked about Tory before in the past, uh, and how she's come in, and uh, she's actually uh, working for a lot of the truthers right now. Now we we have pointed her out as being totally corrupt. Uh, but yet some of the truthers still use her in their um, their communications and so forth. So it's, it, at some point, where do you, especially you, Scott, where do you see, because you're, I mean, you have, you have the Russians, they see you as a very in, high-integrity person. You are. You have high-integrity. You speak the truth. You don't beat around the bush. You know what's going on. You see a bigger picture, and they come to you uh, for insights. You're like, why do the Americans do this? Uh, they can't understand, so you help them. You help us, and I love it. But why do you think that there's so much infiltration, and although we're pointing this out, it still goes on? What do you think? There's aggressiveness. There's a spirit of aggressiveness. What, what you Pat was talking about before, uh, we, are, we are witnessing people in positions of power, and power is the only thing that matters to them. They don't have a spiritual life. They don't have a sense of humility. They don't have a sense of God seeing and watching them. They are about lust and power, and they do it through violence and threat and pushing. And that look at John Bolton, look at Mike Pompeo, look at look at Nikki Haley, look at Dick Cheney, look at Bush, look at all of the people that have, have predated us. Except Trump. Trump wasn't Trump wasn't the one pushing and aggressive and attacking and threatening and bullying. All these other people have been bullies because they don't have a persuasive argument. They don't have a persuasive argument because there's no love in them. There's no love, there's no kindness, there's no gentleness, uh, there's no persuasion of any kind. And that's what Russia's doing. That's why acts of love, the multipolar world is an act of love. That's why all the nations are flocking to Russia. Uh, uh, China, we talked about this before too, China in building ports and building cities and building stuff for people, building roads and all that, that's an act of love. So China. it may sound weird, you know, <laughs> hey, the little China girl, I don't I, I, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Are you? Uh, they're, but they're showing love. And that's what is the difference, Mike. We don't have any love animating our government or, or any of our policy. Uh, 
So uh, you, there's also a psychic break, you know. These and and let me just say, Pat was talking earlier about not seeing the the pandemic. This was right out of Fox News's, you know, on the on the morning radio. You know, I was listening to their broadcast, and they, the CDC and Fox News, was predicting another pandemic. So I, when they say something, I say they are putting it out there because it's going to happen. You know, and you said it before too. They put it out there as a as a you know you know if oh you don't object that means you go along with it. So they're they they've got all sorts of psyops and false flags and and I think a pandemic uh, a, a fake one of course but they're going to try and pull it out. But it's all being pushed by the lust for power. And the thing is, to the scary thing is, they're never going to be able to change. They're never going to back up. They're never going to retreat. They're never going to reason. They're never going to go oh well let's compromise. They are now full kamikazes that would rather destroy America than lose power. And, uh, you know, that's where we have to rise up. That's that's a good point. And you talk about people that have no love. We look at Lindsey Graham, uh, obviously someone that has no love for America, uh, where he's basically rubbing shoulders with Zelensky. And they're talking about all the money that's gone over to help kill Russians. So he's very happy about Russians being killed. He's saying that's the best, uh, you know, money that we've spent. And I, I, I don't know where this guy's coming from. It's like, what are you saying? You're trying to, like, you know, instigate this, the, these wars as well. Uh, so, yeah, his buddy, you know, John McCain, gone. Uh, Lindsey, uh, I guess maybe somebody made a deal with him. You behave and you get to stay. I He's he's out of the box now. He's not, well, he's I not think, behaving. I think... I think they've got little boy videos with Lindsey Graham. I think yeah. they've got him between uh, fully exposed as a sodomite that he is. I've met him one time, and his his handshake uh, felt like a limp, dead fish. Uh, of course, his eyes sparkled when he saw me, but then again, who wouldn't? Uh, but I was I was <laughs> tainted by old Lindsey. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I think they got him in little boy sodomite videos. I agree. That's the other thing that's so so crazy is that never before, Mike, would I have I have thought America would have gone off the rails, batshit crazy like we are with transgenderism, homosexuality, sexual education in 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 kids' classrooms, uh, videos of high school kids being taught you know sodomy and and you know anal sex and all of this disgusting stuff by these pervert teachers and never before did i think we we're going to go this way but it needs to be solved with absolute ruthless constitutional action and secure your town secure your school boards and uh, put an end to it through injunctions file an injunction saying you will not teach molestation of children you will not teach uh this kind of sexual perversion or the religion of transgenderism or else uh you'll be criminally and civilly prosecuted and raise up alternative sheriffs Raise up alternative uh, boards and supervisors because we need to raise up parallel government uh, people so that when they do need to step in, they're already groomed and greased and ready for for uh, bold, righteous actions of leadership. And be prepared to uh, knock out of the way these uh, liberal leftist Democrats who are going to try and raise up their lanyard and their fake electronic vote and claim authority. No, every county too needs to go back to uh, uh, paper ballots and uh, thumbs dipped in the inkwell 
as affirmations of our vote. No electronic vote should matter. I'll head it to Pat for that because he knows about it. Absolutely. 08 Iraq, that's how they did it. They dipped their thumbs in the inkwell. <laughs> but I want to hear about what the new revelations of Tory was too, Pat. What What's uh, uh, the new coming out? Um, well, you know, that kind of gets into some of the, you know, we have a problem, right? Because with any move, within any movement, you're going to have people that will, uh, look for ways to exploit it. Right. Um, and, uh, I noticed kind of early on a lot of things that I didn't originally recognize, right? Like how bad the problem was. Uh, I'm somebody who finds like, you know, lying and things like that just to protect yourself, right? I I was born and raised on a farm. Uh, I understand that sometimes it sucks to tell the truth, but you got to tell the truth because I'm not telling the truth for you or anybody else. I'm doing it for myself, right? Yeah. There are a lot of people out there that don't have that gene where they don't, well, it's not even a gene. They just, they just either had it beaten out of them as a kid or something, maybe from an abusive family. I don't know. But um, these people uh, uh, just, you know, they, I, I don't think they're like working against the deep state, you know, like anti deep state. I don't think there's a, I think you might have like a, you know, some uh, a, a mutual, uh, just people that, that like mutually agree on certain things, right? Uh, but I, I don't, like with Jonathan, uh, John, uh, John uh, McGreevy, and if you don't mind, like my, my show tonight on, uh, on Twitch is, uh, from like, uh, it's, it's going to be on tonight from, uh, nine to 11. Uh, and it goes into this quite a bit. Do you mind if I play a, a few moments of, um, the sheriff's department, uh, release that came out, uh, like a day or two before apparently, uh, uh, John McGreevy, Ryan Dark White, uh, Tory's partner, um uh killed himself and i called the heart the heart not hartford the harford um sheriff's office their public affairs office uh and they don't have they they have confirmed the coroner they have confirmed the obituary uh although the obituary on him he's gone um but they they it, it doesn't state a reason when I asked the PAO, I'm like, has the sheriff's department, are they going to release anything? Is there any documentation showing like cause of death? I said, because you're going to have a lot of conspiracy theorists running around saying, oh, he was like, he was forced to confess and then was killed. And I'm like, don't, you know, don't give him that credit. Everything he confessed to is exactly what I was saying that he was doing. Right. So no, no, he confessed. And then you know, killed himself, I, I believe. Uh, although we're still waiting for confirmation on that. The PAO, the lady with the PAO said, well, that's kind of what they're saying on Twitter. <laughs> so that's the confirmation I got from her as far as the cause of death. But uh, so on that note, let me play this. I've, I, I've actually just, I have this lined up because I recorded my show yesterday. So this is actually pretty good. This is from the Sheriff's Department. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, 
where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. What lawful basis was there for you to ask for her ID? Sorry. I don't know. What lawful basis was there for you? I couldn't forget the one. That one. There we go. As you may remember, last April, Harford County Sheriff's Office filed charges against a candidate running for United States Senate. This candidate, Ryan Dark White, who was also known as Dr. John McGreevy, was arrested and charged with filing a false report, alleging a young girl was being trafficked at or from an adult bookstore here in Harford County. Mr. White claimed that the girl, who looked to be under the age of 12, was forced to participate in sex acts with male customers. He claimed this all happened at an adult bookstore he was employed at, again, here in Harford County. Filing a false report is a charge that is not often used by police agencies. However, in this case, when such serious allegations are levied and a tremendous amount of law enforcement man hours are put into investigating the allegations, protests were organized against the business and many members of our community and sheriff's office were professionally and personally attacked and demeaned. It was imperative that Mr. White be held responsible for his purposeful actions and his wildly false claims and accusations. I'm happy to report to you today, with the assistance of the Harford County State's Attorney's Office, this case has been resolved. In working out an agreement to have the case placed on the set docket, Mr. Wade voluntarily submitted an apology letter through his attorney. The first part of his letter reads, On April 9, 2022, I went to work at the mistress. When I arrived at work, I noticed a young girl and an elderly male in the store near the ATM. I immediately recognized this as an opportunity to potentially obtain traction for my political career as I was running for the U.S. Senate. Mr. White admitted publicly in his apology letter that he fabricated the entire story and he has issued an apology to the men and women of the Harford County Sheriff's Office and our Harford County community who were affected by his actions. As I said last April, and I will say again today, I'm beyond grateful that the young girl Mr. White claimed was being sexually abused is safe and that the incident he claimed took place was just a fictitious story made up to attract attention for his campaign for political office. I am extremely disappointed in his actions and that someone would attempt to discredit and disparage the work of the dedicated men and women of the Harford County Sheriff's Office, our Child Advocacy Center, and the primary investigator and his family. This fear-mongering caused wasted time and energy by our personnel, whose time would have been better served protecting the citizens of Harvard County instead of investigating Mr. White's lies. Because of his... So, um, uh, you know, I'm putting together a clip uh, right now of an interview that Tory did on December 2nd which was, I think, a, a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday uh, of 2021 when she did like an a two, a over two-hour interview with John. And she could she was pumping him up, praising him. Oh, they were boasting about each other's doctorate degrees and their biomedicine degrees and, and just throwing out bullshit. Um, two days after that is when I finally had enough. And I said on my show that Friday that I was going to be, and I mean, I was as calm as I am right now. I said, you know, uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to leave early, which would have been Saturday morning. I'm going to uh, 
go down to South Carolina. Uh, I have documents, information that I wanted to provide to um, uh, 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 Lynn Wood. Uh, and um, he just had so many gatekeepers. I thought, well, he needs to have this information. He was just, he had just started calling out Patrick Byrne and uh, Byrne was, had made these, Byrne had told me in writing how he knew Tory was full of shit. And then he's like running around pushing Tory's shit, right? And so I'm like, this is jagged up. And then Tory's running around pushing uh, John here to help stuff. And I knew it was all that stuff back in uh, November, December of 2020 that they were pushing to Lynn Wood was all bullshit. So I was going to go and explain this to Lynn Wood. Well, that got back to Tory because I said it on my show, the closing thing. I literally said, listen, he can do with the information whatever he wants. I just asked everybody if they would just pray that I was able to get this information to him. Tory calls him up and says that Bergie's had a PTSD breakdown. He's armed and he's coming to harm you. And then she had her soldiers go into his telegram thread and repeat those same bullshit lies, right? And, and that was because I was going to warn Lynn Wood about John here to help and Tory. And so I was then, I, you know, I spent the last couple of years with just attacks from Patrick Byrne, Tory, Millie, Gavin, all these people who were like defending people who are now one by one either being arrested uh, for fraud or, you know, confessing to it and then apparently committing suicide because they know they're completely fucked at this point. There's they've just lied and bullshitted their way into nothing but disgrace. There's going to be he was guaranteed facing, you know, jail time, although not even for those for other things. Right. He was uh, uh, not a good person. He was not somebody, again, that is representative of the MAGA movement. Enrique Tarrio, right, uh, was not, uh, he was a horrible person that I had engaged with personally, people around him. He had, uh, uh, according to Casey, got her pregnant, right? And then just ditched her, used her, abused her, him and Jonathan Lee Riches, right? Uh, and now he's going to prison. She's hanging out with his mom, grandma, uh, and he's going to be gone the next 18 years. He didn't provide any support for her before when he was, before he went to prison. I'm sure he's basically looking at like, well, 18 years, I guess I'm getting out of child support, right? Uh, so, you know, well, actually it was Rhodes that got 18 years. I think he's probably going to be looking at more. Uh, and what was Enrique... Um, convicted of again all conspiracy the the juries mm -hmm. involved, you know corrupt and bad no they, they aren't i don't you know they they aren't great what controls what controls the court the court of public opinion so they do have control over the court of public opinion which does control the courts right mm. well well that that's there's an iffy there bad i mean i've seen a lot of the stuff up, up close and personal i saw the ceo of citibank being uh illegally incarcerated because the judge wouldn't let the jury out over christmas and this was chris christie and his minions going after the ceo of citibank because they wanted to get his partner there is extraordinary manipulation especially when the cia comes in like in my case 
which I suspect the first judge that presided over my case was a CIA guy because he popped up on Fox and Friends. So there's a lot of funny business. There is no honor or truth, I think, in the courts or the prosecutors or the judges. Look at Kim Fox and look at the other district attorneys that prosecuted the McCloskeys and gave Jesse Smollett a free pass. And uh, all these, these are Soros-backed uh, prosecutors. The the justice system and the corruption of the justice system is is a form of Nazi Gestapo control. That's that's what's happening to this country. The left have seized the levers and instruments of power and are using them to advance their political agenda. Yeah, very good. That now, goes Patrick, to, real quick, you, that goes back to social media, but, right? The control of mainstream media, social media. They that lady, that woman in Chicago couldn't get away with the stuff she's getting away with. She sure as hell couldn't get elected if she didn't have, if they didn't utilize those psychological warfare capabilities to get her elected in the first place, right? And then you have the command and control over that th same thing, which does have an influence on the court of public opinion. The court of public opinion does have influence on courts. And then you've got, so yes, they do have, uh, and, and judges get busted all the time for being bad, um, but that doesn't mean that every single person that's gone in front of a, a jury has been like set up or tried, right? There's a lot of people that are actually found guilty that are guilty, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, you uh, you testified on Hunter Biden's laptop. So where do you think that's going? Well, we got a couple uh, couple interesting things. Isn't okay. So one of the things uh, that I believe the FBI are hesitant to are, are resisting to turn over um, is now being told as being related to work that uh, Rudy was doing uh, as it relates to Hunter's laptop, isn't it? I think. So that's going to be interesting. It was based on information that he was collecting in Ukraine. If that's the case, could that could they be referring to, to what Lev Parnas was talking about in the Twitter spaces a few weeks ago? With Millie, Gab, and Tory, where they just completely shredded Tory as being bullshit, um, about the you, the Russian hookers uh, that drugged Hunter. Uh, oh my God, how'd they ever do that? <laughs> well, how did they ever honeypot Hunter with hunt, with Russian hookers and uh, some cocaine? I could, I can't believe you would have ever fallen for that. But um, that's what that's one of the things that um, Lev Parnas was. I think that might be. Who knows? Just who knows? You know, they aren't releasing it. It's that, uh, what, 1302 or something? I don't know the, the numbers uh, for the... Um, uh, uh. Well, let's, let's comment on that real quickly. We're all military. This is information that the FBI had. It used it. It manipulated the election. It covered it up. It performed a PSYOP. It performed a seditious conspiracy against the American people. It undermined a president. They committed treason against President Trump. They engaged in the whole Russiagate hoax. This whole thing is part of a, a labyrinthian psyop that's been going on since 2016. And now the FBI has the gall to say they're not going to turn over to the people, we the people who created their agency. They didn't just fall out of a fairy dust fart. They were created by the American people and their representatives in Congress. That's how the FBI in their old jurisdiction exists. And they're not giving information to the people? No. They don't have the right to. All of them, of course, need to be executed for treason after due yep. process of law and, pro and investigations. However, this failure refusal to hand over 
uh, material to the uh, to the Congress is is intolerable and unforgivable because what they're what they're demonstrating is they are continuing to aid and abet threats against the national security of the United States because Biden and anybody else working for him and his and his son and family and everybody else who's received little uh, you know Chinese prostitutes or drugs or money or all of the above are compromised. So this is not because we're looking for a political season of, sh of throwing darts on the donkey. We're interested in shutting down and stopping the hemorrhaging of national security uh, threats and dangers, which this represents, which the people have entrusted to their representatives to audit, to analyze, to figure out where are the bleeding points, what's been said, what's been done, where's the money, who's it coming from, do we have agents in the United States, are they in Hawaii, are they in China, where are they in Ukraine? And the FBI is refusing to give that information to the Congress that would that would audit it to find out where the threats are. So they are aiding and abetting the threats against the national security. Last time I, I heard that was called fucking treason. Yep. I say Congress just cuts their funding completely, just shuts them yeah. down. And uh, that that would be the first step. And they're like, OK, bring us information. Now, the first I think the first domino to fall, like you were talking about, Scott, is the Hunter Biden laptop? I think he goes he goes to jail and then he just starts to blab. If maybe he's already there, I don't know, but um, I think that's going to become public, and that could be the domino that starts to bring Biden down. Uh, Kamala Harris is out, and then the, who knows who they're going to put in there next? Uh, what 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 do you think, Patrick? They're not going to prosecute him. Now, this FBI and this Department of yep. Justice aren't so much as going to throw a spit wad against Biden or his family or anybody else. They're they're going to do, there's nothing to see here, follow the James Comey hypnotism. No, she didn't destroy your laptop or her phones. She doesn't have a server. No, there's been nothing wrong. She, she made a little bad judgment, but that's it. They're going to do the same thing for, for this clown, this prostitute, pipe crack smoking uh, uh, monstrosity. They're going to cover up because they know if they didn't, their whole house of cards would come imploding down. And the Democrats can never surrender power again, Mike, because they know everything they're, they've done. If they really if they lost power once, uh, it would be it could be investigated, exposed and a whole avalanche house of cards would come crashing down and the Democrats would be hunted down and executed by, uh, you know, every American citizen for for the crimes that they've really done. That for that reason, they're, they're never going to relinquish power again. Uh, so they're not going to do anything against Hunter Biden. And the question becomes, what are our people going to do in response to their refusal? What is the military going to do? And, uh, you know, I'll just say we just had Memorial Day and I watched some of it. And as my, my father was a Marine Corps aviator. And as much as I understand and I feel for a lot of the vets, a lot of the guys who went and served, a lot of them have been wounded. We have to be careful not to fall into the tear-joking hypnotism of flowery, flamboyant patriotism with songs and concerts and all of this stuff that is meant to just make us feel so good about ourselves. But what have we done that we should so feel so good about ourselves You know, in the first place? We've done a lot of things that... Uh, are, are have been very very destructive around the world that we've rolled in the sugar coating of patriotism, and it I, I see these kind of concerts and all this stuff as being psyops on the American people because they perpetuate 
you know, a lot of the myths that are, uh, you know, have got us into war and will be getting us into these next conflicts. They have changed the American military uniform to resemble the uniform of World War II for a purpose, because they're getting ready for that other big two-front war. Good point. And that's uh, that's probably where we're headed. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's the only thing that's going to really wake the American people up and, and really push back. I, Patrick, what do you, what do you say? I don't disagree with uh, his assessment on Hunter being charged with anything. I am going to clip that uh, uh, fairy dust fart comment that you made and use it for a button on my show. <laughs> That's the damn sure. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> There's several I can get from Scott for sure. <laughs> um, I was telling, I was talking to Nino earlier today, and he said, "Man, when we were kids, we used to we, we used to fly up to bulls in the in the in the farm area. You'll like this, Pat. You probably did it." Said so we'd run up behind bulls and slap them on the ass, and eventually the bull would chase one of us. I thought I said only Mexicans do that, and Scotsmen. But when he said that, I thought of Tori in your experience. We used to do some cow tipping uh, out at Nine Eagles here in Florida during mushroom season when I was younger. But okay, we won't. <laughs> and real quick, with the uh, uh, this is some good stuff right here, right? So um, Hunter Biden's attorney. Uh, tried to set me up, and I filed David uh, in um, uh, Pasco County with the Pasco County Sheriff's Department, right? Um, it's funny because he's trying to set me. I got He's got two different attorneys. He's got Abby Lowell, who served me formally with a, a, a litigation hold notice as part of the lawsuit, the counter lawsuit that they have to the, uh, the blind guy, uh, the Mac Isaac guy. Um, and, uh, then there's the other attorney that paid his two and a half million dollar, um, IRS bill. And that is Kevin Morris. Um, I, uh, was contacted by this guy pretending to be a, a journalist, uh, with the daily wire. Um, his name was Aaron. He said his name was Aaron Soroka. Did an interview with him, uh, passed along quite a bit of information to him, but it's all the information I put out anyway. It's like, uh, then he, he tells me, Hey, you know, you should be giving this information to Kevin Morris. You know, he's a friend of Kevin Morris's. He gives me Kevin Morris's number, tells me Kevin Morris will pay good money for the information that I have, like at least uh, at least uh, 10 grand or more. And I told him it wasn't a snowball's chance in hell that I was going to be taking money uh, from Kevin Morris or anybody because I'm a whistleblower and that's going to kill my credibility. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I would have accepted legal help if Kevin Morris wanted to help me um, uh, serve the Department of Justice in the same way Abby Lowell did um, uh, with demanding an investigation into the arrest of Millie Weaver and the Shadowgate stuff. That's my thing, man. I don't care. That's my thing. Yeah. Um, so that's more valuable to me than money, right? Mm. Uh, uh, I'll be taken care of once that gets investigated and we find out. You know, I'll be taken care of. The, my soul will be anyway, right? That's all I'm looking um, so, uh, I, he gives me his number. I get all this information. I take it and I send it back to, I send it back to, uh, um, uh, the attorney general for national security under, uh, with the department of justice under, uh, Merrick Garland. And I sent it to that guy who I contacted originally, you know, and I, we spoke about this. Scott's got a, Scott, you should share the link to the show that we did the other day with you where we went into more detail into that on how um, 
uh, really, uh, Merrick Garland received my affidavit as a whistleblower. Then he contacts Abby Lowell, right? Um, this is back in March. Uh, and then Abby Lowell sends me that litigation hold notice, uh, and I cooperate with it. No problem. How they had to set up a, sh a larger share drive for me to dump all the shit that I had in there. And, uh, and I, and people are like, well, why would you do that? And that's because, um, I, you know, Rudy Giuliani and these other people will not give me the, the answers that I'm looking for. Right. And so I'm figuring if they won't give me the answers, then the people suing him might be able to find these answers out. Uh, and it's all connected. It's all related to what I believe was a, a soft coup and attempt to overthrow our government. Right. And I'm, uh, I was MAGA. I supported Trump. But these do not, I, this does not represent my values as a, a, a former MAGA. You know, I didn't like the people that were running it. The face of MAGA was not Ali Akbar or Enrique Tarrio. And now all of these people are being shown as just being, you know, uh, uh, grifters, bad yeah. people uh, that were not only in it for money, they oftentimes would um, get off on the power, get off on. Yes. The abuse and the control and the and the, the lies and the disinformation, they, it turned them into like social media gods uh, to where they lost all empathy and compassion and, and souls. You know, you were looking for the word earlier and I was going to throw out soul. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, I have a case filed now. The case that I filed back in March with the attorney general, I ended up filing another one because. Aaron Soroka had told me that uh, he had information. He told me in writing that he had information that uh, Jonathan Lee Riches, working with Enrique Tarrio and Casey, um, uh, were working with people, had a, a very high-level uh, detective on the Pasco County Sheriff's Department that was, like, actually investigating me, and it basically put a, you know, persona non grata type thing with me. And I had suspected that, but when he put that in writing... It confirmed also something that KC had told me, but I didn't have in writing, but I had actually submitted an affidavit to with the Attorney General of Florida earlier. Um, and so now I had this second bit of information in writing from someone that is clearly, he, Aaron Soroka, he knew about me getting the litigation hold notice before I got it, which means he had to have been working with um, Hunter Biden's attorneys, right? So he has to be someone that has this, has a very close knowledge of what's going on with these people. So when he says that um, he's in conversation with people, um, that he has text messages, that there's a bad cop. Now, what happened? So I submit that to the IA people in Pasco County, like around the first week of April. April 10th, it comes out that um, uh, there was an indictment on a lieutenant very high up, like uh, it, with the D.C. Metro Police, um, that for uh, as a co-conspirator to Enrique Terrio, Right. And he had a very high position on Homeland Security. Wow. So um, uh, what my affidavit in Pasco County showed was the exact same people doing the exact same thing as is now laid out in an indictment in D.C. So, um, you know, I go to the FDLE and they're like, oh, you have to report this to the uh, uh, to the to the, the Pasco County Sheriff's Department, their in internal affairs people. And I'm like. What law, what policy has the victim is forces the victim to go to their 
you know, uh, the, the, you know, the, the oppressor, right. Uh, for adjudication of their claims, right. It's like, oh, I've been raped. Okay. Who raped you? Oh, that guy over there. Well, take your information over to the guy who raped you and he'll do an investigation on it. Who does that? Right. And this is like multiple police departments. He also stated that he was working with a, a federal agent with the FBI. Oh, wait a minute. Tampa FBI. So now you're saying I've got a direct connection between a federal agent with Tampa FBI working with Jonathan Lee Riches, working with uh, Enrique Tario, now found guilty for seditious conspiracy. And you're wondering, oh, wow, you know, Ray Epps or somebody, right? Great. No, inf no actual evidence on him working with the FBI, but oh, hey, I can show you actual evidence of an FBI agent in Tampa working with a Pasco County Sheriff's Department guy who apparently seems to be pretty chummy chummy with Hunter Biden's attorneys. Wow. Right? So I want answers to this. And everybody out there is going, oh, we're looking for there's got to be a connection to the to the to the FBI and 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 January 6th. I give you Enrique Tarrio. I give you Jonathan Lee Riches. I give you a, a detective on the Pasco Sheriff's Department. I give you direct connections and not just hearsay. I give you documented evidence, DMs, messages, phone numbers. If you call and verify the phone number that I was given that was Kevin, uh, that I was told was Kevin Morris's number, and that turns out to be Kevin Morris, well, don't you have like an attempt, like an attempt to bribe someone? I'm literally, I was served a litigation hold notice. I'm now a witness in a, uh, a, a civil trial by Hunter Biden. Well, let me just add that, Je Pat. You were served uh, a litigation hold notice by the Morris Law Firm after you contacted the attorney. The Morris Law Firm. I was served by Abby Lowell's law firm. And then surreptitiously, while I'm cooperating with Abby Lowell's people, I've got Morris's guy, apparently, um, uh, surreptitiously, covertly engaging me, claiming to be a journalist with Daily Wire. You would think maybe Daily Wire would want to step up and say, oh, no, we got nothing to do with this guy. I cannot get them to answer that question. Um, I, you know, uh, the sheriff's department, when they finally did the IA people, which I, I submitted a, a signed notarized complaint with all the information, they take a week to even get back at me and then get back with me. And then this guy says, uh, the detective's like, oh, we'll look it over. And, and, and then like right after he had called me and said, you know, we're going to look it over. That came out with a DC Metro police lieutenant. And I'm like, this is the exact same thing. Yeah. Three weeks go by. He doesn't contact me. I leave a couple messages. And, you know, the last one was like, what are you people doing? This is three weeks. Um, and so he finally calls me back after this, like, kind of curt voicemail I left the IA people. Uh, he calls me back and he's like, yeah, I haven't been able to contact uh, uh, Aaron Soroka. I'm like, well, do you have his number? No. Well, would you like his number? You know, maybe if you follow up on the fucking witness that submitted this information, Maybe if you asked him about the number, he would give it to you. And I'm like, well, did you ever follow up with Daily Wire, right? They have a publicly listed number. You're a fucking detective on a, in a Pasco Sheriff's Office in Florida. It's a Florida-based company. You can't call them and say, hey, do you, guy, do you got a guy named Aaron Soroka working with you? I you got to get the governor involved. Get, his, get, get the governor's witness have to be the one that takes on the responsibility of a fucking internal affairs the investigation right 
So I just had uh, Mike Gill on yesterday. He's talking about how he gave all kinds of information to uh, our buddy General Flynn and uh, basically sat on it. And all of all the General General Flynn people were uh, were like, "Yeah, we're going to get this. We're just give us all this information." So he's giving them all the information, like you're talking about, Patrick. Mm-hmm. So you're giving them the information for them to do their the due process, and they just take it and they sit on it, mm-hmm. and then they attack you like they did Mike Gill. So he's basically giving them the American cartel information that dwarfs the Mexican cartel uh, in New Hampshire uh, that would basically destroy the deep state uh, where Ghislaine Maxwell comes into New Hampshire and they, she's hidden there because they're so powerful there. He's going to destroy them. Uh, Mike Flynn just takes that information and just sits on it. Now, Mike Gill thinks that Flynn is sitting on it because he wants to be president and he wants to take President Trump down. So I was like, wow. So I'm like, all these, all this stuff that's coming out. And, and you know, I, I don't know if they're like Flynn's like a double or a triple agent. I've been around double, triple agents working the CIA. That's very dangerous. Uh, I have a bunch of friends that are not alive anymore because they were working with a triple agent. So um, I don't know what's going on with all this stuff, but you guys are like doing an amazing job pointing all this stuff out. What do you think about Tulsi Gabbard? Gab- Tulsi Gabbard basically was pointing out that Ukraine had bioweapon labs and we have a senator from Utah, Mitt Romney, attack her and tell her she's a traitor. And then eventually the, the military comes out and says, well, yeah, she's actually right. Because she is in the military and she's an intelligence officer. Hello. She's Great. really cute. Too. Is she? She's she's Samoan. She's the first Samoan uh, woman, or even Samoan period, that has run for president. Good for her. Yeah, somebody's gonna she could crack my coconuts. We got we got this in an interview here. Somebody, yeah. Hey, let's get serious, guys. So no, that's fun. That's good. That's the way it should be because you know guys hanging out, you know, talking talking stuff. I was just talking about how you you should see the team rooms and and uh, SEAL teams. Uh, we just like bump heads all the time. It's like knuckle dragon, like calling each other out it's like and then we and then we go do a mission and every we all work together so it's kind of like that right now it's pretty fun yeah <laughs> meanwhile tracy joe's standing there with a frying pan next to you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so scott uh we've, we've been at it for a little bit this has been an awesome show tell us where people can reach you goddess i mean we there's so much to reveal uh, I know you guys are on like shows all the time. You have your own shows. You have your own Patreon. Uh, how how can people reach you? Well, we'll do it again real quick. We just all uh, have to go, uh, but uh, let's do it again. People can follow me at patreon.com slash shell game. That's where I put up all of my Russian interviews and other interviews when they come right off the market. And they can reach me and email me at shellgamewhistleblower.com. And we also have globalfreedomtv.com. I'm going to put up, uh, Pat and I did an interview. I'll put it up on Friday. Uh, one last week we'll do part two friday very very good we yeah. go into deep things of what he's talking about here and i'll share one other thing with you too you'll you'll like this mike i had a skin cancer and i got indian black salve and i put it on the skin cancer and it ate through the skin cancer and killed it like drano killing a clog and then it scabbed and it falls off the body after two weeks mm. and this is all licorice root blood root yellow dock and some other stuff it's all natural and if anybody's got skin cancer or cancer, don't go to the VA, don't go surgery, get this Indian black salve. You can take you can put it topically or or take it internally 
but it is a cancer killer. It is a miraculous substance. I've got pictures, and you see the cancer, and then it just stabs away and falls away. Kind of painful because it's it's cauterizing it, but yeah. it is miraculous. Nice. Do you have that on your site? Uh, no, but people can email me and I can send them the information. We we just haven't uh, adjusted the site yet. But okay. uh, Indian Black Salve, and we can uh, uh, get Black Salve. Sounds awesome. It's it's a it's it's a miracle cure. I I I'm blown away for what it did. I had a cancer the size of a dime, and it totally destroyed it and fell off. And it's just like a, a road rash scar that's healing now. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, nice, very good. So I'll I'll back up your 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 Patreon is awesome. I get when you when you pop something on there, I get in, info right away, and I look at your stuff. It's it's great. You do good stuff. Thank you so much. Thank and uh, Patrick, uh, Patreon.com slash American Awakening. Uh, or you can, um, I, like I said, I've got my twitch.tv slash PFC underscore Bergie, which I've got a, a show that I'm going to have tonight from, uh, nine to 11. Um, uh, and those are two great ways. Um, freedomstream.tv slash contribute. If you want to help out, that's also, um, greatly appreciated. You know, I had all these people attacking me, uh, with, uh, when I tried to do the right thing, come to Linwood, yeah. warn them about these things. I was actually getting a lot of support. I was looking at being able to um, take my claims as a whistleblower, uh, uh, get legal legal representation, and then Tory and all these things happened and just wiped out my support. Mm. Now we can see all based on lies, you know. And I'm like wondering, what are these people that fell for that and believe that? Are they are they still, you know, supporting these people? Do they have any? compassion do they have any like regret for the way that they attacked me and treated me when i'm now clearly proven as having been a thousand percent right with all of this you know it sucks if you want to help out that's cool because i got a lot of things that i could do right now that are actively that actively make a difference you guys have always been so helpful mike thank you very much god bless you same with mr scott there um say hi to mr for me i'm digging that beard of mr pigeons scott absolutely <laughs> and i grow up by my that's awesome all right patrick thanks a lot and uh always a pleasure to have you on uh great great data dump today good job that was uh, you were on fire i love it hey, we get you from full fire like that more often thank you very much guys all right cheers thank you so much for listening to unleashing intuition secrets the podcast until next time Stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.